You're listening to the Elim Church Northampton podcast. This message was recorded live as part of our regular Sunday service. We know that this is a great investment into your life. So tune in and give it a listen. For more information, visit elimnorthampton.com. his name again Jesus Jesus we speak your name Jesus 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 come on Jesus Jesus have I got anybody in this family today that believe in the power of the name of Jesus do we believe in the power of his name, Jesus, Jesus. Lord, we thank you so much for your beautiful name, for your powerful name. And we thank you that this is a name that we can freely proclaim, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. I ask today that Jesus, you would have your way and you would have your say. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. You can take your seats. Why don't you just like turn to somebody, say, I'm so glad you're in the house today. Why don't you turn to the other person, say, I'm so glad we are family. If you're not quite sure, if you're glad to be family with the person next to you, just say it anyway. Well, it's so good to be with you and welcome to everybody that is online that might be watching. You might be poorly at home. We speak the name of Jesus over you. You may be watching on Catch Up. We love you and we're so glad that you can tune in and be with us. You are family online. You're not the secondary family. You're not the extended family. You are in the family. Is this all right? Am I making lots of noise? It's because it's buried away somewhere in this jumpsuit that I'm wearing. But happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers that are out there. Happy Mother's Day to everybody watching. And uh, you know what? Some of you might not even be a physical mother in the room, but it's still Happy Mother's Day because I think that it's very hard for any woman to get away with it, living this life without mothering in some capacity. So can we just give a big hand to all of the women, all of the incredible women that are in this house. We love you. I, I am a mom to three young children, and um, do we want this one? Perfect. Thank you so much. I am a, a mom to three young children, and um, I woke up this morning to them having run down my iPad, so I am working off a little phone today, so please bear with me, forgive me, um, but that's just how we roll. My name is Becky, for those that don't know, and um, you know, if you like your pastors, Linda and Jason, then I, I like to think you've got a bit of a jukebox today, because I listen to my voice back, and I, I, every time I do, I'm like, I sound like such a mashup of both my mom and my dad, and in fact, you know, I have my mom's hair, but I have completely my dad's face. If you take my hair away, I am just a female Jason Heron. So I hope 
you're going to be blessed today. If you're going to be, you know, you know, happy to have a bit of a break from them, I'm sorry, because I've just then re- reformed. So it's good to be here. I am told, and I've forgotten, but I've remembered now, young people, if you're in the room, please stay in the room. There is no youth church today. You've got me. And I'm really happy about that because um, I've got a word that I think will really speak to you. So I want to encourage you, if you're a young person in the room, don't, you know, go sit in the foyer because you think this is the boring bit. You know, please lean in because we have something in common. We both went to the same youth group because I used to go here and I used to go to your youth group, maybe had different youth leaders. And in fact, Naomi, one of your youth leaders, she was in my Sunday school when I was a Sunday school teacher. So we have a lot in common. And, um, you know, we are family. There was um, a guy called Tyvon Brown who was in this youth group here in this church and he grew up here and then I nabbed him to go be my youth leader down in Luton. So we're all a family together. I pastor a church down in Luton with my husband Mike and if you are ever in town please come and say hello to us because we love the family we love being part of um, church life we're about kingdom business and I'm just really pleased to be here so thank you for having me I have got a message for you. If you're taking notes or you've just got a really good memory, this is the title over the thoughts that I want to bring to you today. And it's called this, Assigned Voice or Voice Assignment. You know, sometimes we get voice notes or voice memos, but today I want to remind us of the voice assignment that God has given us. Now, if I understand correctly, you've been in a campaign where you've been talking all about the assignment that God has given you and I. And, you know, when we call, if you're new today as well, welcome. But when we talk about campaigns, because we call them campaigns in my church too, when we talk about campaigns, it's just to describe um, what we're teaching around or what our sermon series is all about. And we, we don't want this just to be a thing that you sit and listen to. We want this to be something that you partake in. Because church is really boring if you just sit and you listen to everything one person is saying all the time. We want you to grab hold of it, not let it just be a theme that comes and goes, but take it and campaign the world. Word of God over your life and never let it run out or run dry. So we call it a campaign. So we've been campaigning here at Elam Northampton about the assignment that God has set us up for. And so I want to home in a little bit and talk about the voice that God has given you and I. And you know, some in the room or some that are watching, you might think that you're disqualified from this message because you don't have a voice. I don't know why you might not have a voice. There are many reasons why people might have lost their voice. And I'm I'm talking not just, you know, emotionally, but physically, some people may not have their voice, but that doesn't disqualify you. I have a little girl who, you know, she's very delayed in using her voice because she has something called autism. And it doesn't mean that she doesn't have a voice just because she can't converse like everybody else. There is a spiritual voice that God has given you. I have a community in my church that are deaf and sometimes that impacts them in their voice, but they have a spiritual voice and they are some of the strongest people of faith in our church even though sometimes we don't hear them with a vocal voice so I just want to say that as a disclaimer to say that nobody is disqualified from this message when I talk about the voice assignment that God has given you and I amen if you've got your bible then you can turn to me to this passage that's going to come up on the screens it comes up Philippians 2 
8. Philippians 2, if you don't have a Bible, don't worry because I'll read it to us. I'm going to read it from this screen because this is a lot larger. It says this, so he, meaning Jesus, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. For this reason, God exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name. So that at his name, of the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And get this and underline this if you want to. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and even under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord, we thank you for your powerful name yet again. I ask that today nobody would leave this place unmoved by that name, that we would leave this place not the same, but with a greater understanding and a greater capacity to use your powerful name in the way that you have equipped us. In Jesus' name, amen. So with our voices that we have as Christians, we are encouraged to use our voice for Jesus. There's many people that are great in the room, I can imagine, that are great for standing up for injustice. And I believe Jesus loves that. I believe Jesus would be doing that himself and using his voice to proclaim the gospel and to you know, reach people that are marginalised in society. We are also in church life encouraged to use uh, our voice to talk to Jesus. So use our voice for Jesus and use our voice to talk to Jesus in prayer. And those things are really, really important. But sometimes we can do those things and still forget to proclaim and confess the name of Jesus. Sometimes we talk to Jesus. Sometimes we speak for Jesus. But sometimes we just forget in those things to confess his name. Are you with me? It sounds a bit complicated, doesn't it? But sometimes we can get so fixated on talking to him, speaking for him, that we can sometimes get exhausted and sort of miss, actually. You know, there was so much power just in his name. There was so much power in just speaking and confessing the name of Jesus. There are moments in our life where we'll lose the energy to speak up. There'll be moments in our life that we forget all the prayers and the long words and all the requests we need to bring to him. And in those moments, God has equipped us with this one name, Jesus. Speak the name of Jesus. How often are we intentionally just speaking that name, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I speak Jesus over my family. 
I speak Jesus over the darkness. I speak Jesus over this circumstance that I can't quite understand. You don't have to understand it all. You don't even have to elaborate it all because we can just use that one name, Jesus. I speak Jesus. I speak Jesus. Some in the room, this can be a really difficult day, Mother's Day. But you can just whisper Jesus, even at a whisper it still holds so much power, Jesus. And you know, when you're in a crowded room, it's so powerful when you use your voice to call somebody's name. Because in a room full like this, you could speak the name, Tim. And only Tim would turn, or if there's a few Tims, Tim would turn. See, speaking someone's name creates a ripple effect. It creates an action. And you know, when you speak the name Jesus, I think there's a ripple effect that happens in heaven. I think Jesus turns his head to face you. And you've got to imagine the impact that has when Jesus turns his head to you. You can summon Jesus in response to you. He's waiting and he's willing for you to use his name. Amen. So let's just look at a few ways that I, I believe that God's put on my heart today to help equip us in how we use the name Jesus. So first of all, let's talk about how the Bible has really clearly instructed us not to use the name Jesus. And then I think that will clear the way for how we can more freely and more perfect how we use the name Jesus. So in the Bible, and we don't always talk about this because I think it's something we sometimes just, we don't really home in on. But in the Bible, in Exodus, it talks very clearly about how we should not, shall not use the name of Jesus. And it says this, and I think the scripture is going to come up on the screen for us. It says that you shall not take the name of the Lord, your God, in vain. For the Lord will not hold guiltless anyone who takes his name in vain. See, this instruction is way up there in the Ten Commandments, next to all the really, really big suggestions of how not to use our life. But sometimes I think we overlook this one because it's one I think can be so flippantly overlooked by non-believers and sometimes we just get mixed up in the sort of chaos and in the moment of utilising Jesus' name in the wrong way. Now when I go in to talk about this, I want to be really clear in this room that there is no condemnation and there is no judgment from the preacher today on you. If you know right now, oh my goodness me, I do use the Lord's name in vain, or I did it this morning. Okay, let me just free you up, because if that was you, you're in good company today, and you're in a good place today, because I want to just kind of take away the taboo of talking about this in a way that makes you feel really shameful, because every single one of us in this room and online have used our voice in a way that we regret. Or we've used our voice in a way that we go, oh, I wish I hadn't said that or wish I hadn't utilised my voice or I wish I hadn't spoke that in that moment. We all say silly things or things we wish we hadn't at some point or another. And I bet you that even in the church and even people on the platform have used as well the name of Jesus in the wrong setting or in the wrong way. Am I on my own? <laughs> So when I talk about this, I don't want you to leave here going, oh, I got really told off today because this isn't what this is about. It's because, you know, for me personally, I have been in seasons of life where I have struggled with this and I thought, oh, oh, I just, it slipped out my mouth. I cursed the name of Jesus 
oh, but it doesn't really matter. Let's just move on with the day. And still God got hold of me. He said, no, no, let's take hold of this because this is important. Because what you're doing every time you're just flippantly saying the name of Jesus in the wrong way or using it as a curse word, you are undoing all of the things that I said my name was for. See, we believe there is power in the name of Jesus. So when we use that, use that same voice and that same name in the wrong situation, it's not something we should hold lightly, but go, no, I need to claim that back and use it better for his glory. Amen. I saw this thing on TikTok. I call it the gospel of TikTok. Sometimes the Lord knows that my head is in TikTok, scrolling reels more than it is in my Bible. And so he was like, I'm going to speak to you through this. Go and get your head in the Bible. But there was this really um, funny TikTok that this woman had done where she kind of set up all the times of where, all the occasions where you might, it might just slip out the name of Jesus in the wrong way. Like if you stub your toe... Sometimes things just slip out of your mouth. And she did this illustration that I'm going to, that I found really helpful that I'm going to use today. So you might be going around in life. You might, I don't know, you know, when someone leaves that cupboard open in the kitchen and it smacks you in the face and you might be like, oh, Jesus, hold it. This is what we need to do. Hold it. Jesus. Now, what I don't want you to do in those moments is go, I did it again. I'm never going to get past this and carry on with your day. Because if you do that, you'll think you're never going to kick this habit. What I want you to do is in that moment where it's come out of your mouth and then your mind has realised, I just did it again, even after church when we spoke about it. I want you to go, no, no, no. I've still got this moment. I'm going to claim it back. And you go, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, I'm going to proclaim your name. Jesus Christ, you are going to be lifted up victoriously in this house. We are going to lift your name as for me and my household. And Jesus, I love you so much. Oh my Lord. And you just take it back. Some of you might want to break into song. Jesus, I speak Jesus. Jesus in this moment when I smacked my head. Gee, and you know what? It might be funny, but you know what? You do that enough. You'll exhaust yourself so much that you'll be like, I'm not going to dare go there again. Your flesh will start getting into order. Amen. And you know what you might find is that you actually start speaking the name of Jesus more in your household and around yourself. I, for me, in my house, it's when I step on the Lego that has been left out. And it will come out of my mouth, oh God, grab it, take it back, do a divine exchange. Oh God, yes, oh my God, you are awesome. And God, seriously, it might take you to moments of real depth and revelation. Oh God, as my foot is throbbing, because I tell you, your foot is never the same when you step on Lego. Moms in this house understand Happy Mother's Day. Oh, step on the Lego. Oh my God. You know what? I'm reminded in this moment in my frustration, Lord, that you are a gracious God. And I'm reminded in this moment that when you hung on that cross, the nails pierced through your 
feet. And Lord, I am reminded that you are the great healer. And God, I'm reminded that you can come into this situation with all of your grace. You can sanctify my mouth and you can help me walk out of this situation, not feeling condemnation, but Lord, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to thank you for this brick that I have stood on because I'm reminded today and it's it's just a little thing that's reminding me today that I am so thankful for your sacrifice and just like my kids that have left stuff on the floor made a mess I have done that to you time and time again but Lord you don't curse my name amen and what we let's support come on Jesus it's the power of his name we celebrate your name Jesus You see, we can take what the enemy is trying to make us use in vain and turn it around for his victory and his valor. See, valor, that's how we want to use his name. His name is courage. His name is full of bravery. His name is full of honour. And there'll be people, I know it's difficult, because in our environments, we're surrounded by people that say Jesus' name in vain. And sometimes it rubs off on us. And you know what? I don't want to do anymore. I don't want to let people that don't know my Jesus speak more about his name and talk like they know him and use his name in the wrong context more than I'm proclaiming his name for victory and valour. Amen. We've got to claim back his name. And I don't know what it is this week. Maybe we've got to go into our workplaces and be like, hey guys, we need to call the staff meeting. So I always remember listening to my mom's testimony growing up. The night she got saved, she walked back into her travel agents that she managed that morning. She called a staff meeting and she went, last night something happened to me. I found Jesus. And you know what? It's not like anyone had to tell her this. It's like the spirit of Jesus just was, just the spirit of God was on her. And she knew what she needed to do. And she went, in this office, there will be no more swearing There'll be no more Jesus Christ in vain. And they're like, oh, but Linda, you're the worst one. She's like, I know, but I got saved last night and this is how it's gonna be from now on. Sometimes you might not wanna have those conversations because you know that your colleagues know that you've been a partaker and that's at that point you get to say, you know what, it's okay and this has been an issue for me so I need you to help me because this doesn't help me in my faith. So will you please help me by not using God's name in vain around this office, not just for your sake, but just keep do it, help me, help your colleague out help your member of staff out who is a follower of Jesus. You can say it in your own words because, you know, you've got your own relationship with people. But is that helpful? Helpful how we use God's name in vain. So now we've like got that out of the way. Let's have a look at some of the ways in these next few moments that we have together of how we can speak the name of Jesus. See, I can speak the name of Jesus into so many situations, but I'm just going to name a couple today and we'll see how far we can get. I speak the name of Jesus. Why? To ask. So the Bible says you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. When you ask, ask in Jesus' name. This is what I meant at the beginning. Sometimes we pray 
But sometimes we pray and we talk to Jesus without confessing and using his name. So the Bible specifically says, don't just speak to me, speak in my name. Ask me, I'm your father. Ask me and use the power of Jesus' name that you and I have been given. And you know, here's a little thing about prayer as well. Maybe you, you feel like you need to be praying more in your life. And sometimes, you know, at the beginning of the year, we set resolutions like, man, I'm going to pray more in my life. And then to the end of January, maybe you haven't prayed as much as you thought you would and you can end up feeling really glum and upset with yourself. But can I, you know, encourage you, if, if prayer is something you want to get more of in your life, why don't you just start with saying his name? Just start with speaking Jesus' name. Don't like try and release yourself from all of the words that you have to say. Just start by saying his name. And if you're a fantastic prayer in the room, if you've got lots of good words and prayers to say, but maybe you just feel like you need a bit of fire in your prayer life. Maybe you feel like you've got a bit dry. Why don't I encourage you? Maybe strip back the words just for a season. Maybe stop all the words and just speak the name Jesus over what it is that you want to ask for or what it is you need a break for in. Ask in his name. We've got such a good God that says, ask. Mom's in the room today. Maybe you didn't get what you asked for. Maybe you didn't get the lying or the hot cup of tea by the bedside that you asked for. Or maybe you thought they would just know. Just ask Jesus. I'm sorry that it's not always that way here on earth, but we have a God. We have a Jesus that says, ask in my name. And sometimes it's really easy to remember when we've got a big ask. Sometimes it's easy to remember when there's something obviously a big need in our life. We sometimes remember to ask the Lord and sometimes we forget to ask for the little asks. Sometimes we think, well, that's not really worth the Lord's time. And then we kind of put it by the wayside and think, oh, I haven't really got time to pray for that. Or that's not a big enough need to put on Jesus' memo of list of things to do. I think that's rubbish. Recently, I had what I would say is like a little ask in my life. And it took me a long time to actually go to Jesus and ask about it. I think there's something in us that thinks God isn't really cared or interested in some of the little things that get us. Or we think we should be over something or not have the want for that need. So we don't ask him. But I had a little ask where I was struggling with my little girl. She, she is terrifying. She gets very anxious whenever I try to brush her hair. And it means that she goes months and months and months with massive clots in her hair. And she's gorgeous. She has this beautiful, curly, curly blonde hair. And I, you know, I've just got visions of how I would style it as a mom and how I would do it. But she would really be crippled every time she would see a hairbrush or she would know that the hair washing time was coming. And this became quite a difficult thing in my household. But because it was just, you know, hair... I didn't think to ask Jesus. I didn't think to bring Jesus into the situation. You know, I humbled myself and went, Jesus, this is just something that's on my heart. I know I maybe shouldn't be so upset about it, but this is causing unpeace in my house. And for me personally, as a mom, I just want to be able to brush my little girl's hair without it making her anxious and upset and, and tearful. You see, with certain autisms, it can have certain sensory overloads and the bristles and the texture. Even if you touch her head, it gets her all angst. 
And you know, just this week, I sent reels of videos and photos to my mom and to my daughter's childminder because I didn't know who would care to show her me brushing my little girl's hair with the thinnest comb and it just going through all of the locks. And she was sat there happily watching Baby Shark as I did it. And I just thanked the Lord so much because he cares and he sees the little things in your life. For you, you might be like, oh, it's just hair. But there might be like a little scenario in your life that you need to go and proclaim the name of Jesus over and ask in his name. Amen. Second way that we can speak the name of Jesus, um, letter B, I speak Jesus when I'm in trouble. See, when we're in trouble, we kind of want to hide. We get embarrassed. What's the worst thing when our kids do something that gets them into trouble? What makes it worse? When they don't come and tell us or they don't tell us the full truth, or they don't tell us the story of how they ended up in that trouble. Say to my kids all the time, like, please don't lie to me, because that will be worse than the trouble that you've got yourself into. So if you can come to me, it will make me so happy, because then I can help you walk out of that trouble, and we'll do it together. But it's so much worse when they try and hide the mess they've made, or hide the trouble they're in. And it says this in the Psalms, then call on me when you are in trouble and I will rescue you and you will give me glory. It sounds so odd, but when you're in trouble, if you go to Jesus, it brings him glory. We think that getting into trouble doesn't bring anyone glory, but Jesus finds glory in it when you go to him in his name when you're in a pickle, amen? And we've just got to get in the habit of running to him whenever we're in a situation that makes us feel shameful or embarrassed and just go to him. And let's demonstrate to these kids, all these kids that were up here today. See, if your kids have flown the nest or if you don't have children, there was like a whole showcase here of children that you can go and be auntie and uncle to and just spiritually adopt there because it takes a tribe, it takes a church, amen. But let's show and demonstrate if you're someone who works in the children's church, if you're a big sister or brother in the youth group, let's demonstrate to the children here when you're in trouble, it brings us glory when you come to us and you go, Becky, Michael, when you ask for our name and you know where your help comes from, it brings us delight, amen. Third way, number C, or no, it's not a number, is it? Let us see, I speak Jesus to get up and walk. Or I speak Jesus when I need a miracle, says this in Acts. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give you. And here we go. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Sometimes we've got to full name him when we mean business. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. We've got to use the name of Jesus when we need to see a miracle. We need to use the name of Jesus when we need to see ourselves get up and be lifted and rise up. And I'm not just talking about people that may not be able to physically walk or may need a physical healing. I'm talking about speaking the name of Jesus when you know you can't get out of bed in the morning. Speak the name of Jesus when you find the day to be so overwhelming what's before you. Today, you may have been reminded that your mom passed away. Today, it might cripple you because you're reminded of that baby that you lost 
when no one ever knew that you were a mother. Today might be crippling for you because you're reminded that you're a parent on your own or you're a dad that has to be a mom as well. Today, it might be a painful reminder that you're estranged from your children or you're estranged from your mom because of conflict or whatever's happened. Today might be a really painful day as well as it being a celebratory day. Be in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will rise up again and you will walk again. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't mean you need to jump up and start leaping and doing the Pentecostal step. Because sometimes there's a rising up and there's a getting up and walk that happens in your spirit that is between you and Jesus and that's okay today. If you're watching online because you couldn't show up today, don't worry, don't feel condemnation. In the name of Jesus, we ask that your spirit will feel that it is just having a lift today. In Jesus' name, amen. Letter D, I speak Jesus. I speak Jesus to the demons. Now I want to get too funky in the room because I think we can think that Christians are very funky when we start to talk about things of the demonic. But I tell you, there's people that are way more well-versed in this stuff than the church. There's lots of stuff going on right now where it involves the demonic, and people are quite happy to get involved with it. There's TV shows that are around, like, speaking to dead people, and there's, like, recreational activities around doing ghost trips and things like that. So, you know, I think I used to always get a little bit in church as a Christian kid going, please don't talk about demons, don't talk about the supernatural, not when I'm bringing my friends to church. But you know what? They're all right. Like, it's spoken about out of the church. But I speak the name to Jesus. And we sang that song that said, I speak Jesus into the darkness over every enemy. Now, I, I remember at a young age being reminded and just being aware that we're in a spiritual battle. And I believe in angels. I wanted to believe in angels before I believed in demons. But if you believe in angels, it's kind of like a package. There's also demons. There's good and there's evil. And I was reminded that... Um, we, we are in this spiritual fight, which Jesus has already won the victory. That's why he's telling you to use his name over and in this stuff. But I remember as a kid, I, I didn't often have nightmares, I don't think. But I remember having this one nightmare when I was a child. And I remember it still to this day. And I'm not saying that it was a demonic nightmare. I'm not saying that everything is demonic, but my spirit responded to this nightmare in a way that, you know, I still remember today. And I was just out in this dream. I was on my lawn where I would often play freely and it felt very real because everything was detailed. It was just like I was outside playing like I did every day and it was my safe place. But then as I looked up, and I have to say, like, I was a, a pastor's kid. I wasn't allowed to watch 12s even when I was 12. So it's very unlikely that I got any neg like negative images. Like, I was very protected. God bless my family. And it was good. It was safe. So this, it did feel like this came out of nowhere. And along the road, the path that I used to play and skip up and down on, I saw, as I was just doing daisy chains on the lawn, still remember it to this day, this kind of skeleton-y, 
scary figure coming towards me. And I just remember in this dream, feeling really scared, but getting up and starting to point at the figure and go, Jesus! Jesus! And then I got more confident. And I started to sing this song that you might remember if you were in church when I was a church kid. Lord, I lift your name on high. Oh Lord, I love to sing your praises. I'm so glad you're in my life. And I'm so glad you came to save us. You came from heaven to earth. Does anyone know the song? Come on, Donna. To show the way from the earth to the cross, my debt to pay from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. And I did sing it in the dream. I'm just more conscious in front of you. But I sang it, and then what I only realised this week as I was praying for you as a church, I was reminded of that dream, and I was reminded that I sang that song. And in that moment, I realised that the Spirit was telling me, as a child, you were lifting the name of Jesus. You were speaking the name of Jesus over the fear that you had in that moment. And I tell you, I don't think I've had a dream like that since. Amen. Sometimes we've just got to sing and point and stare in the face of whatever is scaring us. And there will be at times things that come to come at you that are not from the Lord. There's sometimes an enemy that is coming towards you or your family or your marriage. You've got to speak. I speak Jesus for my family. I speak Jesus over the darkness. I speak Jesus over every enemy. Lord, I lift your name on high. And whatever song may come to you, we've got to speak the name of Jesus. I tell my kids when they have nightmares, and you know what? If you're one of those parents, it's fine. They go, come on, let's dance the monsters away out the door. No, I say to my kids now, speak the name of Jesus. When you're in that dream, I want you to get up and remember the authority that you have in your voice. I want you to remember the authority that we have in this household and just speak the name of Jesus. Even if you can't say it out loud, even if you're too scared, just go, Jesus, in your spirit. Because I want to remind them of the power that God has given them in just that one name. Amen. Amen. Come on, can I have the worship team back to help me come into land? We speak the name of Jesus. Let's see what the last one is. I speak the name of Jesus. I speak the name of Jesus to be washed, sanctified, justified. So we can speak the name of Jesus whenever we need to feel like we just need to get clean. Or we just need to feel like we need to get freshened up says this in Corinthians, and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of who? In the name of the Lord Christ and by the Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus, you are clean. In the name of Jesus, you are purified. In the name of Jesus, you are sanctified, you are justified, and you can carry all of that stuff just in that one name that you can speak into a situation. Lord, I thank you for that cross. I thank you that you didn't stay in that grave and we're about to celebrate Easter in the coming weeks. But Lord, would we be so heavily reminded that you have come You've cleaned us up 
And whatever mistake I make, whatever happens this week, would you remind me that just in your name, just remind me of your name and that I'm clean. Amen. The last one is this. I want to finish on this one. I speak the name of Jesus to be saved. See, that's how much power is in the name of Jesus. Save your life. Can save the life of the people around us. And if there is an assignment, there's a way that we could use our voice. As first being reminded ourselves that at his name I have been saved. Not just from dying, but I've been saved from eternity. Like I'm saved that after this life, there's going to be a whole other chapter. God has rescued you from death. It says for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Just got to call on that name. Jesus. Jesus. And I don't know about you in this room or if you're watching over on your screen. It may have been a very, very long time since you uttered intentionally the name Jesus. Might have been a long time since you've confessed. It may be that you've never confessed that Jesus is a reality. That Jesus is real. That name represents a very powerful person that wants to be so close to you, Jesus. And so I just wanna give every single person here today the opportunity. And that if, if you know, if you're feeling good today and you are really sure and you're confident of where you're going after this life and you're confident that you are a child of God, fantastic. But may this be an encouragement to us today of the witness that we carry and the assignment that we have in our voice that we can lead people to Jesus. And so I've got this prayer. And if you're in here and you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord of your life, your friend, not just your friend, but also your Lord, not just your Lord, but your friend, those things seem completely juxtaposed, but that's God. He's so many things to us. He's the Lord of the whole universe, yet He's our Father at the same time. It's just like Jesus. We're gonna pray this prayer. It will come up on the screen so you can repeat it after me. But if you wanna close your eyes, if you wanna bow your head, I'm gonna say this and I'll do it slowly so that you can say it in your heart or you can say it out loud. And even if you're confident that you've prayed this prayer, you can say it too to just encourage somebody next to you. You ready? Here we go. Jesus, we're gonna start with his name. Jesus, say it in your heart. Today, I speak your name. I believe you died on the cross to save me. I confess that I've got things wrong in my life. So I ask for your forgiveness. And I invite you into my life today. Now and forever, 
I confess the powerful name that is above every name. Amen. If I've got a prayer team, ministry team, if you want to come to the front, if you know you prayed that prayer, maybe you prayed it for the first time or maybe you prayed it because you feel like you've just gone astray and you just want to run back into the arms of Jesus today, then I've got a prayer team down here. Or if you know you just need to lift up the name of Jesus afresh in your life, you need someone just to stand with you and agree that name, then you can come down to the front. We've got a brilliant prayer team that I hear that are going to wait for you so you won't be on your own and they'll help minister to you. But for the rest of us, Lord, I thank you for this day. And I pray that, Lord, you will have your way as we leave this place. Lord, we want to bring you honour and glory. I ask that we would use your name so powerfully this week and lift it up. Help us be reminded that we have a voice assignment in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. Come on, let's sing this song. You come and move out of your seat if you want to. You might just be feeling a bit of the Holy Spirit on you right now. You might feel a bit of a pound in your chest, a little something you can't explain. That might be the Holy Spirit. And sometimes when you move out of your seat, you're putting action to a name, or you're putting action to the word that has been said to you. So please don't be scared, or please don't feel too tired. If you have to respond in that way, you can. Or if you just want to stand there and lift your hands up to Jesus, and you can do that too. Amen. Thank you, church.